0: I guess I'm tied to the pulpit here tonight. Normally I walk around a little bit, but no, that thing drives me nuts. I know that's a very short trip, but (laughs) you know, uh, the Lord and I have some fantastic times when I'm driving my car. One time, years and years ago, I worked in Columbus, and I had to be work at 11 o'clock at night. And I was going along over here in Interstate 70 at about 70 mile an hour, and I started thinking about God and, and talking to Him and, and just communicating with Him. And, and I don't know how far I drove, but God drove, I should say. I don't know how far, but I had the best time. With my Lord and my Savior right there, letting him talk to me, getting everything out of my mind. That same thing happened to me this week. Boy, I felt so good, I felt so good. I wanted to, If that car would have been a little taller, I would have probably jumped straight up and down. I says, praise God, praise God, praise God. You know, if you will empty yourself out, you will dedicate yourself at times. You can't do it all the time, I realize that. But if you will empty yourself out of self and start communicating with God, letting him communicate back with you, you can accomplish quite a bit and your heart will feel so light and so airy that you could jump straight up. That reminds me of the morning, the afternoon I was saved. I was in my bedroom and I was in there and I was just, God, if it's you, put me on my knees. And all of a sudden I was on my knees and I prayed to him and I let him lead me. And my mom was the only one in the house. When I got up off that floor, I felt like I could go through that roof. It felt so good. You see, I had no fear. When I turn myself over to God and let him control everything, I have no fear. You know, I'm going to find, read something to you here. I will don't normally read off the internet in church, but it is something that, that God impressed me with this week. It happened almost 88 years ago, about this time of year. It was at the inauguration of a president of the United States. If you remember about that time, this country, this world, was in a heart of depression. They were people that were committing suicide because they were afraid of things that was happening. People was jumping off the ledges of these stockbrokers was committing suicide because they were afraid of what was going on. And this president, I don't know if he was divinely inspired, but he said the right words at the time. He says... So, first of all, let me assert my firm belief. You know, we need a firm belief in God. If you don't have a firm belief of God, then you won't accomplish anything for God. You've got to put the world away from you when you believe in God. Believe in God with all your heart, your mind, and your soul. And you will accomplish a lot. He says that the only thing we have to fear... Is fear itself. You know, people knows me and knows what I I stand for. People say, well, aren't you going to stay in the house? You're going to not go this way? You're not going to go that way? I says, I refuse to live my life in fear. If you live your life in fear, then you're not trusting in the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Let's go to John 14 the first and second verse, maybe. This is one of my favorite books and chapters in the Bible. And I'll tell you how it came of past. Years ago, not long after I found Jesus, I was so concerned about my dad and wanting him to, to be saved. He wasn't saved. He was a lost man at that time. But thank God he found Jesus before he died. And I had to pastor Brother James Reed, and we went home and I prayed to prayed and begged and begged and prayed my dad to accept Jesus Christ that night and he didn't and Brother James introduced me to this verse this chapter and you think about what this by, this verse chapter says let not you know you can control what your mind thinks. you let your mind wander, you let your mind go here or go there, you will be afraid of everything. Jesus didn't call us to have a spirit of fear. I think the Bible says there is over 70 times in the whole Bible that the phrase fear not is used. And some people will tell you there's over 360 times in the Bible it speaks against fearing. We are to fear one and one only, and that's God. Jesus says, don't fear him that can kill this body. Fear him that can kill the soul and the body. And that is God. Let not your heart be troubled. You know, trouble is, is fear. Fear can cause you to do things you would normally do. Fear can cause you to act irrationally, say things or do things that you wouldn't normally ever think about saying. fear can paralyze you into inaction completely fear is a maybe it is a natural emotion that you have it's called fight or flight but sometimes fear won't even let you do that it seizes you up you know the bible talks a few times and and Jesus in Matthew and Mark and Luke talks about fear And what can happen? One time, Jesus was preaching all day long and he put his disciples, his apostles, in a boat. He said, you go on to the other side. Now, if you think about that, he was telling them to go and he was staying. And he went up into the hills and prayed. And while they were trying to get that boat to the other shore, a strong tempest arose a squall, you might say. And if you've ever been on the ocean when it's, when a storm is passing and going through, you know that old ship can roll and toss and turn. I was on a cruise ship one time, and we was going down south, and for like three days we was in a, in a bad storm. It wasn't a hurricane. If this is a hurricane, I don't want to go through one. And that old ship, you know how big these cruise ships are. It was up and down, up and down, back and forth. People couldn't hardly even walk on deck for it. But that little ship they was on was a lot worse tossed. And about the middle of the night, they were afraid. They were there and they said, oh, we're going to perish. We're going to perish. Then all of a sudden they looked up and Jesus came walking to them on the water. Oh, just think about that. How would you like to be in your midst of your troubles and your storms? And we all have troubles and storms in our life. And we get to the point where we're so afraid and so fearful that we can't even do anything. And they looked up. And just think what happened. They looked up and they saw the Savior walking towards them on that old sea. He even had control of the storms of the sea. He took care of them. He walked in the sea like it was dry land. You know, Peter says, Lord, if it is you, call me to come unto you. I'm get this now before you forget it. Jesus says, "Come," isn't that what He's saying to each and every one of us? Come unto Him, trust Me, and I will take care of your problems. Come to Me, and Peter stepped off the boat, and Peter was walking on out water just like Jesus was. You can walk on your troubles, you can walk on your sorrows, just like the Savior does. But many times we do the same thing Peter did. He took his eyes off of Jesus. He took his eyes and looked down on his troubles. When God calls you to come out of your troubles, don't look back at them. Don't pick them up. Let them go. Peter was walking on of water, but he took his eyes off of the Lord. And he started to sink. That's what happens to us when we take our eyes off of Jesus Christ. We start sinking in the deep troubles that we have. P- Peter did something and He didn't pray for an hour. He he couldn't even pray more than five or ten words and he would have been under the water. He says, Lord, save me. Lord, save me. Just think about that, what he was saying. And Jesus reached forth his hand and immediately picked him up and they went into the boat and the sea was still. Oh, think about that. How would you like to have your problems immediately calmed down and your cares taken care of? Put your eyes on Jesus Christ and he will take you through your problems. Another time they was going across to old Galilee and see, you know, I've never been there but I'd love to see it. I probably will never get to because my wife won't go to the Holy Land. It was crossing the sea again. And, you know, it sounds kind of funny but these always happen at night. Always in the middle of the night. And I'm sure there's, a, there's something in there about that, about the darkest hours and you're in trouble. But was, the winds was boisterous again. Jesus was down on a pillow. He knew what was going on. You know, sometimes we take problems on ourselves and don't look for Christ, don't look for his solution. But he knew what they needed. But he wanted them to ask. God knows what we need. He knows everything we stand in need of. You know, if he knows the hairs upon your head, he knows the problems that you have. If he can create the cattle on a thousand hills, he knows what the problem is and he can take care of it. If he spoke this old world into existence, he can speak your troubles away. And he says, Lord, don't you care? Don't you care that we perish? Friends, we don't know how much God cares about us. We don't know the love that he has for us. It's beyond our comprehension, the love that Jesus Christ has for each and every one of us. He came out of a place called heaven. Unspeakable joys, unspeakable happiness, unspeakable pleasure, and away from the presence of our God and his God. He came to this world that we might have eternal life. He sacrificed himself that we might live forever, that our sins would be covered. And he rose again to make a way that we can go home. (coughs) He says, Lord, don't you care? Yes, he cares. He cares about the least little thing that happens to each and every one of us. You say, well, I got a hangnail. Yes, he cares about that hangnail. And he knows about that hangnail. But thankfully, he gave us enough knowledge to be able to take care of that hangnail. <coughs> Excuse me. When I get up here preaching, my throat gets dry and I have to cough. And it's not COVID. <laughs> I think Paul is going to get me a bottle. Okay. Um But Jesus says, don't you, don't you believe me? Don't you trust me? And he went up on deck. Oh, and just think about the easy way, the ease that he did in doing this. Think about that. We fret over the problems. We fret over the world. We fret over the COVID and what it's going to do to us. (coughs) And what it's doing to our world. We fret about what this is going to happen and what that's going to happen. What's going to happen in the next 30 days or 30 years. Jesus looked at that old storm and he says, peace, be still. And immediately, immediately, not tomorrow, not the next day. But immediately the winds died down and they were on a sea of glass almost. We have a savior. We have a God that knows each and every one of our problems. We have someone that has the answer to every one of our problems. She loves me. But we have a savior that is able I've often thought, when Moses asked God, he says, Who shall I tell the people that told me to come and be their deliverer? Who should I tell the people that told me this? God had two words. Tell them that I am sent you. Now think about that. I am that leaves a whole lot of things behind that that can come out. I am your savior. I am your king. I am your God. I am your redeemer. I am your all and all. Put your trust in God. Fill your heart and your mind with God's word. If you've got your mind filled of God's word, Satan can't put his lies and his deceit in there. Fill your heart with his strength and his power and his love. Let him come into you. Let him indwell you. Let him be your all in all. Let him be your everything. Let him be your I am. Yes we are living in times of trouble and I believe it won't be long before we're gone out of this world. I, for one, believe it is close, closer than what you think. But we are loved of God. I'm not saying he don't love the sinner. Because I was a sinner at one time and he loved me just as much then as he does now. But I have something that a sinner don't have. I've got Jesus Christ indwelling within me. I've got the power and the spirit of God working in me if I will allow it. I am following the great I am. So if you have fear in your heart, you have trouble. I'm going to read you this next part of this. And I hope it blesses you as much as it blesses me. I posted on Facebook a couple weeks ago. Sister Paula says, I have a place prepared for me just over the hilltop, I believe. And I says, If God would call the church, the Christians out tonight, would you go with him or would you be left behind? I pray and I believe we're all here ready to go if Jesus Christ would call us out tonight. I believe it is near. I know my Redeemer lives. I'm looking for him every day. I'm waiting for that call to come at any moment. It will be the most blessed reunion that you could ever have. Think about it. Put your heart on God. Put your mind on God. Don't let the worries of this world boggle you down to where you can't do anything. Sister Mona says I'm not afraid of this oh covid. I got Jesus in my heart. You got the greatest that ever was in your heart. And John says in my father's house are many mansions. You know, I've read other bibles, other versions of the bible. There's no other what you call uh maybe I shouldn't say a version Man's version of the Bible, because there's only one Bible, and that's God's. That is many dwelling places. You can have a dwelling place in heaven, but I got a mansion. It says, "In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, ladies." When you got company coming over, you get your house all dusted and clean. You, you make sure that the old guy didn't leave his shoes under the coffee table or there's a newspaper laying there. And you get your food ready. It may take you a couple of hours to do that, but just think how beautiful our home is going to be. Jesus has been preparing our home now for 2,000 of our years almost. Could you imagine what our home is going to be like? The streets are going to be gold as if transparent glass. The walls are going to be made of of pearl. And we're going to have the foundation of 12 different precious stones. But that is nothing to compare to what we see down in the center of heaven. We're going to go past a tree of life. We're going to go past a tree of knowledge... We're going to go through the, the tree, the uh, river of life. But when we get down there to that center of the city, we're going to look up and we're going to see Jesus. We're going to see God. That would be the most glorious thing. If our eyes would behold God right now, it would burn out of our sockets. But we're going to be able to look on Him face to face. So fear not. Don't let your heart be troubled. Let God fill you with his peace and love and understanding. When Satan comes knocking on your door, say, Satan, you're a liar. You've been a liar since day one. You deceived the world. Get away and leave me alone. And the best way to throw him away and leave him, get you alone, say, in my father's house is many mansions, and you don't have one. You make him mad, but he'll go away and come back again, but he'll go away. So fear not. Brother Glenn.